Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hey, runner friends. Today's episode is episode 100, triple digits. Wow, that's crazy. You remember airing episode 10 and saying double digits was fun. Well, triple digits is way more fun. Thank you, longtime listener, new listener, returning listener, for tuning into this show. Thanks to all of you. I feel I have a community of like-minded runners out there in the world, and it motivates me to show up weekly to educate and inspire. Today, I want to share three skills that have taken my running trajectory from running for more superficial reasons to running aligned body and mind. Before I jump into these skills, I just want to share some fun facts, you might call them. I love learning and I love teaching. You might have already guessed this. For as long as I can remember, I always have. So, fun fact, I also love traveling. And I share this because I've spent a lot of time traveling to various parts of the world in my life, but not just for your regular one, two, one, two week of vacation, but extended stays like six months and up. Meeting people and creating communities, something I enjoy doing, probably as a byproduct of being a traveler. So when I got the running bug and started training for my second half marathon, I just decided to create a community of other runners doing the same, connecting with people who were doing what I was doing, which is how my private Facebook running group came about. It used to be known as Train for a Half Marathon. That's what my focus used to be. But it's since been renamed to Running Aligned Body and Mind. The change in name of this community reflects the change I've experienced myself as a runner since I started running. I went from being externally motivated, sort of prize motivated, the race, right? To a more holistic approach. Running is now about the journey or the process. Running started out being a vehicle for burning calories in order to create a fit and toned body. In the process, I noticed that that goal was holding me back. It was dimming my motivation. So I started seeking another way, something more fulfilling and inspiring in order to keep me running into old age. In case you're feeling stuck, uninspired in your own running journey, this episode might be just what you're looking for. So let's talk about the three changes that continue to help me evolve my running practice. Change one, turning my mind into my biggest ally. Change two, feeling good physically by learning good running form. 
change three, creating my flow by embracing slow. So let's talk about the first skill or the first change, turning your mind into your biggest ally. This is where it all started for me and also why this podcast is named My Runner's Mind. It all starts with our mind, this supercomputer of our being, really. As a regular listener, you've heard me talk about how much negative self-talk got to control me and limit me. I was literally stuck in the fear that if I stopped motivating myself with harsh words and high expectations, then it would be a downward spiral in accomplishments but an upward trajectory of laziness. The negative energy that was a byproduct of this kept me stuck in more of the same. I didn't have the courage to trust myself that it could be different. That's how I lived my life until my mid-40s. For me, getting my first coach, a mindset coach, is what changed things. It was the best thing I've ever done for myself. It's given me lifelong skills to continue to grow instead of staying stuck. I learned that my attitude towards life determines how far I can go much more than my abilities do. Coaching taught me not only how to understand my attitude, but just as importantly, how to create an attitude that will support my goals and dreams. I've shared many times in the podcast how opening up to gratitude and creating a daily gratitude routine has had a big positive impact on my life. Realizing that making daily gratitude an integral part of my routine has created a life lived in flow rather than one lived in reaction to things outside of me. I was thrilled to discover Olympic marathoner Dina Castor's book, Let Your Mind Run, Thinking My Way to Victory, four or five years ago because I saw my own growth mindset journey reflected in Dina's journey. So do you need a coach? In all honesty, you probably do because you don't know what you don't know. We don't. And so often we're too close to things ourselves to see them clearly, to have awareness on them. I used to talk things out with my girlfriends. Maybe you can relate. And I loved it. But let me tell you, it's not the same, and it shouldn't be. Your friend shouldn't necessarily be impartial, like a coach. If you're a longtime listener and feel the topics of this podcast resonates with you, I would venture to say a mindset or life coach for runners would be a good fit for you. Your traditional running coach deals in running plans, meaning the mileage, pace, zones to run in, preparation for a goal. They're not generally the ones coaching you on your thoughts. It might be me or another coach, but we can help you see your thoughts and how they create your results and help you change your trajectory. Align your mind. Skill number two, feeling good physically by learning running form. Funny thing, I didn't know how much I needed this until it found me. Once I became aware of it, I realized it was what I'd been waiting for to take my running to the next level. Learning good body mechanics in running enables me to enjoy my runs. 
prior to understanding this, I lived in worry and fear of my next ache or pain on a run. For about a year and a half, I'd been experiencing shin splints or stress fracture-like symptoms, in addition to recurrent hip bursitis in my right hip, runner's knee, and foot pain on my right foot, especially if I ran anything past 10 miles. I was almost resigned to the fact that regular aches and pain when running or afterwards was par for the course of being a regular runner. And if we're honest, you probably do too, runner friend. Am I right? And it seems a remedy offered by fellow runners and a lot of running coaches is to strength train, strengthen your auxiliary muscles. But I want you to think about that for a minute. Do you see how that's backwards? It's treating the symptom instead of the cause, the symptom being the ache, the pain. And of course, once you're experiencing an ache and pain, you have to address it. But your modus operandi should be to treat the cause of the pain so you don't experience it in the first place. I want you to hear that I'm not saying you shouldn't strength train, but I'm suggesting that a big cause of your aches and pain when running is caused by poor running form because you don't know better. I didn't either until I learned. Now I know. Treat the cause and you won't experience the negative symptoms. I didn't realize how much we can minimize the impact of running by aligning our body correctly. This literally makes running feel a lot more effortless and reduces risk of injury. I started educating myself first by reading Chi Running, as in C-H-I, Chi, like in Tai Chi, which is also the energy that flows through your body, your life force energy, so to speak. Or, instead of reading that book, connect to a running coach who teaches running form. I do, and so do many other running coaches. All right, skill number three that I want to touch on is creating your flow by embracing slow. It shouldn't be mind over body. It should be mind and body. But for so many of us, it becomes mind over body. This last concept I want to talk about with you is something I've recently started embracing myself, and I love how it really ties the first two concepts together. I'm, of course, referring to zone two running and the idea that 80% of your runs should be easy effort runs and 20% should be hard. For most of my life, I had this backwards, and I'm not just referring to running. I probably lived my life 80% hard and 20% easy. And not necessarily as in partying hard, um, but just of the mindset that if it wasn't hard, if I wasn't doing things a hard way, it didn't really count. Most of us in running, as well as life, are stuck at an intensity, zone three, that's just slowly burning us out. It's a black hole, as run coach Melody Bateman calls it. 
and the premise of a black hole is that we get sucked into it and stay stuck in it, unable to break free, because we think intuitively that to run faster, we need to train faster. This is false. Let me repeat, this is false. All you accomplish is burning yourself out and risking injury due to poor recovery and potentially poor form. But it's trippy and it causes a lot of mind drama for us, especially for those of us, probably a lot of women, who started running as a way to control body image and our sense of worth and accomplishment. Society has us believe that fast equals better. Can you relate? So this is what I coach my clients through. Now, I heard this great car analogy on the podcast Running Rogue that has really stuck with me as a way to embrace the importance of zone two training to improve our running. The idea is that cylinders are what determines the power of a car. The more cylinders, the faster power can be generated. Think of a four-cylinder sedan as opposed to a V6 or a V8. In order to develop more cylinders as runners, we need to develop our aerobic base to improve our ability to perform steady-state work for a long period of time. Building our aerobic base happens in zone two, which should be 80% of our training. Optimizing our cylinders, which is the other aspect of building a fast and powerful engine, happens by including speed work, zones four and five. In moderation, about 20% of our training. The fallacy is that most of us run in zone three or the black hole, which is too fast for aerobic base building and too slow for optimizing our engines. So embrace this slow to really enjoy your runs. Here's a quote from a runner in my group my running aligned body and mind group, after she started embracing easy runs, she posted, and here's a quote, I honestly didn't want to listen to this episode. She's referring to episode 98, practicing in zone two. I just thought that it didn't really concern me, the whole heart rate thing. But then I thought to just give it a try and boy, did it resonate with me. The whole thing about why do we always want to be faster? And it's all about speed. Well, since I joined this group, I think I grew a lot, being more intentional. But now it's more about enjoying my runs. And I enjoyed way more all of my slow runs. My goal for my half is still to focus on speed through trying to run it under two hours. But after that, speed will no longer be my main focus and how I see myself as a runner. So thank you for the work and time you put in your podcasts. I'm scared you'll stop after number 100. End of quote. First off, I love this comment so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. And as a side note, I have no plans to stop publishing weekly episodes. 
I want to highlight a couple of takeaways that I think are important in this post. The reflection of why do we have this need for speed, I feel is so great on her part. We can choose to live life as a race, or we can be intentional and slow it down. Which one is going to burn you out faster? Secondly, I love the mindset shift she's experienced to becoming more intentional and enjoying her runs and that the slow runs are more enjoyable. And the best part is they also serve your body better. So to recap the three skills that have had the biggest impact on my trajectory as a runner, they are turn your mind into your biggest ally. Learn good running form to feel good physically. And find your flow by embracing slow. If you're not part of my free running community on Facebook, come join us. I'll leave the link in the show notes. It's called Running Aligned Body and Mind. I'm always curious what works for you runner friends. So reach out, send me an email or DM. If this episode resonated and inspired you, please share it and leave a review also. My wish for you this week, runner friend, is that you run happy. See you next week. I'd like to tell you about a very special event I'm offering this summer. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident, and empowered while running, I invite you to join me this summer at the Running Align Body and Mind Women's Retreat right here in north central Wyoming at the foothills of the majestic Bighorn Mountains. I'll personally work with you to help you how to take the chore out of running. The retreat will teach you that running can be a vital and enjoyable part of your life. But most importantly, the five-day in-person experience will help you connect to you. To learn more, see the link in our show notes. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.